All right, everybody. God bless you. Hope you're doing well. Good morning or whatever time of the day it is by the time you listen to this. Good day. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're encouraged. Hope you're enjoying the gospel according to Mark. We are now in the sixth chapter and we're just going to get right into it. The first caption reads, Jesus goes to his hometown. Verse 1. Jesus left and went back to his hometown. His followers went with him. On the Sabbath day, Jesus taught in the synagogue, and many people heard him. They were amazed and said, Where did this man get this teaching? How did he get such wisdom? Who gave it to him? And where did he get the power to do miracles? Isn't he just the carpenter we know? Mary's son? Mary's son? The brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And don't his sisters still live here in town? So they had a problem accepting him. So these individuals were, because of their familiarity with Jesus, they had a hard time accepting him. And they're like, they're like, we we know everything about this guy. Like, how did he become this big shot? How did how did he get to be so special? We're from the same town he is. Verse 4. Then Jesus said to them, People everywhere give honor to a prophet, except in his own town, with his own people, or in his home. Jesus was not able to do any miracles there except the healing of some sick people by laying his hands on them. He was surprised that the people there had no faith. Then he went to other villages in that area and taught. Next caption, Jesus sends his apostles on a mission. Verse 7, Jesus called his 12 apostles together. He sent them out in groups of two and gave them power over evil spirits. This is what he told them. Take nothing for your trip except a stick for walking. Take no bread, no bag, and no money. You can wear sandals, but don't take extra clothes. When you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. If any town refuses to accept you or refuses to listen to you, then leave that town and shake the dust off your feet as a warning to them. There's a caption that reads, Shake the dust off your feet is a warning. It would show that they were finished talking to these people. Like, I'm, I'm through with you. We're, we're, done, we're done over here. Verse 12, the apostles left and went to other places. They talked to the people and told them to change their, to change their hearts and lives. So this message can still be true today. There's people out being sent by Jesus, sharing the message of the gospel, pleading with us to, re- to repent, to change our hearts and our lives. And when the message of the gospel is presented to us, that means the kingdom of heaven has come near to us. Will we enter in? Will we receive it? That's up. 
verse 13, they forced many demons out of people and put olive oil on many who were sick and healed them. There's a caption that reads, olive oil was used like a medicine. Next caption, Herod thinks Jesus is John the baptizer. So we all know who John the Baptist is. That's Jesus' cousin. Herod is, he- is hearing, King Herod is hearing these things about Jesus. The news is spreading quickly. And he thinks that John the Baptist has risen from the dead. Let's see what it says about him. Verse 14, King Herod heard about Jesus because Jesus was now famous. Some people said, he is John the baptizer. He must have risen from death. And that is why he can do these miracles. Other people said, he is Elijah, the prophet from the Old Testament. And others said, he is a prophet. He is like the prophets who lived long ago. Herod heard these things about Jesus. He said, I killed John by cutting off his head. Now he has been raised from death. So if you didn't know, that is how John the Baptist died. He was taken prisoner by King Herod. And his wife had convinced him to cut his head off, to kill him, to execute him. Um, there's another story about in one of the go- there's another story about that within one of the gospels. Basically, what had happened was King Herod um, kind of liked John the Baptist. He liked listening to him. Um, so while while he had him, but but his wife convinced him to arrest him, and then she set this she set him up. She basically set up her husband, King Herod. And what happened was King Herod was attracted to his wife's, his wife's daughter from another marriage. And so at this festival, at this feast that the king had, King Herod's wife had her daughter dance for the king. A ceremonial dance, but a very sensual dance to, that was done purposely to stimulate. And... For her dance, King Herod said, ask anything that you want of me and I'll give it to you, up to half of my kingdom. And the wife of King Herod told her daughter, ask him for the head of John the Baptist. So she asked him for that. King Herod was reluctant. He didn't want to. But but his wife was like, you can't lie in front of all these people. You just made an oath. You're the king. You have, to, you have to keep your word. So, reluctantly, he accepted and he beheaded John the, John the Baptist per the request of his, wife, his wife's daughter, which was really, really the request of his wife. So, that's how John the Baptist was killed. Verse 17. Literally is going to tell the story that I just told. Verse 17, Herod himself had ordered his soldiers to arrest John and put him in prison. Herod did this to please his wife, Herodias. She had been married to Herod's brother, Philip. So she was married to his brother before. But then Herod married her. John told Herod, John the Baptist told Herod, it is not right 
for you to be married to your brother's wife. So Herodias hated John for that. Some people hate the truth. She wanted him dead, but she was not able to persuade Herod to kill him. Herod was afraid to kill John because he knew that he was a good and holy man. So he protected him. He liked listening to John, although what John said left him with so many questions. Then the right time came for Herodias to cause John's death. It happened on Herod's birthday. Herod gave a dinner party for the most important government leaders, the commanders of his army, and the most important people in Galilee. The daughter of Herodias came to the party and danced. When she danced, Herod and the people eating with him were very pleased. So King Herod said to the girl, I will give you anything you want. He promised her, anything you ask for, I will give to you, even half of my kingdom. The girl went to her mother and asked, what should I ask King Herod to give me? Her mother answered, ask for the head of John the baptizer. So right then the girl went back in to the king. She said to him, please give me the head, please give me the head of John the baptizer. Bring it to me now on a plate. King Herod was very sad, but he didn't want to break the promise he had made to her in front of his guests. So he sent a soldier to cut off John's head and bring it to him. The soldier went and cut off John's head in the prison. He brought the head back on a plate and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. John's followers heard about what ha- uh, ooh, excuse me. John's followers heard about what happened, so they came and got John's body and put it in a tomb. Next caption, Jesus feeds more than 5,000. Verse 30, the apostles Jesus had sent out came back to him. They gathered around him and told him about all they had done and taught. Jesus and his followers were in a very busy place. There were so many people that he and his followers did not even have time to eat. He said to them, Come with me. We will go to a quiet place to be alone. There we will get some rest. So Jesus and his followers went away alone. They went in a boat to a place where no one where no one lived. But many people saw them leave and knew who they were. So people from every town ran to the place where they were going and got there before Jesus. As Jesus stepped out of the boat, he saw a large crowd waiting. He felt sorry for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd to care for them. That's a very important line. Um, Reminds me of a teaching I did about this one verse from the Bible that says Jesus wept. So Jesus is God and knows all things. He knows how this story will end. He knows the provision he will have for these people. He knows the healing he'll do. He knows the outcome of all this, the salvation he'll provide. So he's God and knows all these things, but he's man at this time living among them. 
and he's experiencing life as a human. And he has great compassion for people. So though he knows all things and how things will finish, and he obviously knows that all things work together for good for those who love God, he still has compassion for the people. He weeps for them, feels sorry for them. And in this situation, it explains that he feels sorry for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd to care for them. They're lost. So he taught the people many things. Verse 35, it was now very late in the day. Jesus' followers came to him and said, no one lives around here and it is already very late. So send the people away. They need to go to the farms and towns around here to buy some food to eat. But Jesus answered, you give them some food to eat. He probably didn't say it was with was sass like I just did. <laughs> but Jesus answered, you give them some food to eat. They said to Jesus, we can't buy enough bread to feed all these people. We would all have to work a month to earn enough to buy that much bread. Jesus asked them, how many loaves of bread do you have now? Go and see. They counted their loaves of bread. They came to Jesus and said, We have five loaves of bread and two fish. It's interesting that Jesus will, will re require a task of us. And we might think we don't have enough or we don't have what it takes to get the task done. To me, that's uh, very interesting because... These guys, in their minds, did not have enough to finish, to do the task of feeding all these people. But Jesus is going to make it work, as you're about to see. Likewise, Jesus calls us to some tasks in life. We might think we're not equipped. We might think we don't have enough. We might think we're not qualified. But like the saying goes, he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies who he calls. Verse 39, Then Jesus said to them, Tell everyone to sit in groups on the green grass. So all the people sat in groups. There were about five or one hundred people in, sorry, there were about fifty or one hundred people in each group. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish. He looked up to the sky and thanked God for the food. Then he broke the bread into pieces, which he gave to his followers to distribute to the people. Then he divided the two fish among everyone there. They all ate until they were full. After they finished eating, the followers filled twelve baskets with the pieces of bread and fish that were left. There were about five thousand men there who ate. Another Miracle Next caption, Jesus walks on water. Then Jesus told the followers to get into the boat. He told them to go to the other side of the lake, to Bethsaida. He said he would come later. He stayed there to tell everyone they could go home. After he said goodbye to them, he went up into the hills to pray. So Jesus does a miracle, then he isolates himself gets alone with God the Father and prays. 
That night the boat was still in the middle of the lake. Jesus was alone on the land. He saw the boat far away on the lake, and he saw the followers working hard to row the boat. The wind was blowing against them. Sometime between three and six o'clock in the morning, Jesus went out to the boat, walking on the water. He continued walking until he, until he was almost past the boat. But the followers saw Jesus walking on the water. They thought he was a ghost, and they started screaming. It scared them all to see him. But he spoke to them and said, Don't worry, it's me. Don't be afraid. When he got into the boat with his followers, the wind stopped. The followers were completely amazed. They could not believe what happened. It was like the miracle he did with the bread. They still didn't understand what that meant. Next caption, Jesus heals many sick people. Verse 50. Verse 53. Jesus and his followers went across the lake and came to the to the sh- went across the lake and came to shore at Gennesaret. They tied the boat there. When they were out of the boat, the people there saw Jesus. They knew who he was, so they ran to tell others throughout that area. They brought sick people on mats to every place Jesus went. Jesus went into towns, cities, and farms around that area. And every place he went, the people brought sick people to the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch any part of his coat. And all those who touched him were healed. And that's it for chapter 6. That was a a jam-packed chapter. Um... If we can just recap. First, he goes to his hometown where people are like, we know this guy. That's that's Mary's son. That's Joseph's son. We know his brothers and sisters. How can he, where did he, where did he learn this teaching? Where did he get this authority? So they had no faith in him and he could do little miracles. He healed a few people and that's it. He's like, a prophet is not, a prophet is accepted everywhere except his own hometown. So he kept it moving. He sends out his disciples on a mission, gave them authority to cast out demons. Um, Then his cousin, um, John the Baptist, gets beheaded. Um, Then then the miracle of Jesus feeding 5,000 people, 5,000 men, with just five loaves of bread and two fish, told the disciples, give me what you got and I'll make it work. Give me everything you got and I'll make it work. That should be a lesson for all of us. When Jesus calls us, just give him everything you got and he'll do the rest. And he prayed for the food too. That's another lesson. That's why we pray for our food. We bless what we receive into our bodies. Um, Another lesson from that was after that miracle and being around all those people, Jesus isolated himself and went to pray. Then Jesus came walking on the water because the boat had already left and he didn't get on it. But he decides to walk out there to his disciples. Another little miracle. Jesus defies the laws of Jesus is above 
the law. <laughs> He's above the laws of nature. Only for a moment. Only for a moment. He just had to get on the boat, so he had to walk on the water. Um, And then Jesus, Jesus heals everybody who came to him. All right, the word is spreading. People know who he is. As soon as they see him, they tell everybody. They bring all their sick. And Jesus, with compassion for the people, heals them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, for your message, for your truth, Lord. May we, may we receive it, Lord, and understand how to apply it to our own lives, Lord. Let us give you everything we got, knowing that you can make the most of it, that you will qualify us for the task that you have called us to do. Let us know, Lord, that you are compassionate for us, Lord, that you don't want us to be lost or sick. You want us to be well, Lord, but we have to come to you. May our faith increase from hearing this word. May we understand you. And because of that, have a greater intimacy, a greater relationship with you, desiring to read more, to seek you, to trust you, to love you more. I thank you for the miracles that are recorded in these Gospels, that we may know of your authority and believe in you. But you also say, blessed are those who believe who have not seen you. These people in these gospels see you doing all these miracles. They might have experienced the miracles themselves. But you say, Lord, blessed are those who believe who have not seen you. So bless the listener right now, Lord, for we cannot see you, but we see the effects of your work. Just like the wind, we cannot see it, but we see its effect on nature. God, we thank you, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, God bless you. Have a great day and stay tuned for chapter seven next time. Peace.